Welcome to Puritans Read, reading aloud great Puritan works, authors, and biographies. Today, episode 28 of the Letters of Samuel Rutherford. To Lady Kenmure, St. Andrews, 26 May, 1658. Madam, I am ashamed of my long silence to your ladyship. Your tossings and wanderings are known to him upon whom you have been cast from the breasts and who hath been your God of old. The temporal loss of creatures, dear to you here, may be the more easily endured so that the gain of one who only hath immortality groweth. There is an universal complaint of deadness of spirit on all that know God. He that writes to you, madam, is as deep in this as any, and is afraid of a strong and hot battle before time be at a close. But no matter if the Lord crown all with the victorious triumphing of faith. God teacheth us by terrible things in righteousness. We see many things, but we observe nothing. Our drink is sour. Gray hairs are here and there on us. We change many lords and rulers, but the same bondage of soul and body remaineth. We live little by faith, but much by sense, according to the times, and by human policy. The watchmen sleep, and the people perish for lack of knowledge. How can we be enlightened when we turn our back on the sun? And must we not be withered when we leave the fountain? It should be my only desire to be a minister, gifted with the white stone and the new name written on it. I judge it were fit now when tall professors and when many stars fall from heaven and God poureth the isle of Great Britain from vessel to vessel and yet we sit and are settled on our lees to consider how irrecoverable a woe it is to be under a beguile in the matter of eternity. And what if I, who can have a subscribed testimony of many who shall stand at the right hand of the judge, shall miss Christ's approving testimony and be set upon the left hand among the goats. Matthew seven twenty two, twenty five, eight through twelve and thirty three, Luke thirteen, twenty five to twenty seven. There is such a beguile, and it befalleth many. And what if it befall me, who have but too much art to cozen my own soul and others with the flourish of ministerial or country holiness? Dear lady, I am afraid of prevailing security. We watch little. I have mainly relation to myself. We wrestle little. I am like one traveling in the night, who fancies he sees a spirit and is filled with alarm and dares not tell it to his fellow for fear of increasing his own fear. However, I am sure 
When the master is nigh his coming, it were safe to write over a double and a new copy of our accounts of the sins of nature, childhood, youth, riper years, and old age. What if Christ have another written representation of me than I have of myself? Sure, his is right, and if it contradicts my mistaken and sinfully erroneous account of myself, ah, where am I then? But, madam, I discourage none. I know Christ hath made a new marriage contract of love and sealed it with his blood, and the trembling believer shall not be confounded. Grace be with you. To James Durham, St. Andrews, 15 June, 1658. Sir, I would ere now have written to you had I not known that your health, weaker and weaker, could scarce permit you to hear or read. I need not speak much. The way you know and have preached to others the skill of the guide and the glory of the home beyond death. And when he saith, Come and see, it will be your gain to obey and go out and meet the bridegroom. What accession is made to the higher house of his kingdom should not be our loss, though it be real loss to the church of God. But we count one way, and the Lord counteth another way. He is infallible, and the only wise God, and needeth none of us. Had he needed the staying in the body of Moses and the prophets, he could have taken another way. Who dare bid you cast your thoughts back on wife or children when he hath said, Leave them to me, and come up hither? Or who can persuade you to die or live, as if that were arbitrary to us, and not his alone who hath determined the number of your months. If so, it seemed good to him. Follow your forerunner and guide. It is an unknown land to you who were never there before, but the land is good and the company before the throne desirable, and he who sitteth on the throne is alone a sufficient heaven. Grace, grace be with you. To James Guthrie, Robert Trail, and other brethren imprisoned in the castle of Edinburgh. St. Andrews, 1660. Reverend, very dear, and now much honored prisoners for Christ, I am, as to the point of light, at the utmost of persuasion in that kind that it is the cause of Christ which you now suffer for, and not men's interest. If it be for men, let us leave it. But if we plead for God, our own personal safety and man's deliverance will not be peace. There is a salvation called the salvation of God, which is cleanly, pure, spiritual, 
unmixed, near to the holy word of God, it is that which we would seek, even the favor of God that he beareth to his people. Not simple gladness, but the gladness and goodness of the Lord's chosen. And sure, though I be the weakest of his witnesses, and unworthy to be among the meanest of them, and am afraid that the cause be hurt, though it cannot be lost, by my unbelieving faintness, I would not desire a deliverance separated from the deliverance of the Lord's cause and people. It is enough to me to sing when Zion singeth, and to triumph when Christ triumpheth. I shall judge it an unhappy joy to rejoice when Zion sigheth. Not one hoof will be your peace, Exodus 10.26. If Christ doth own me, let me be in the grave in a bloody winding sheet, and go from the scaffold in four quarters to grave or no grave. I am his debtor to seal with sufferings this precious truth. But oh, when it comes to the push, I dare say nothing, considering my weakness, wickedness, and faintness. But fear not, you. You are not. You shall not be alone. The Father is with you. It was not an unseasonable, but a seasonable and necessary duty you were about. Fear him who is sovereign. Christ is captain of the castle and lord of the keys. The cooling wellspring and refreshment from the promises are more than the frownings of the furnace. I see snares and temptations in capitulating, composing, seeding, minching with distinctions of circumstances, formalities, compliments, and extenuations in the cause of Christ. A long spoon, the broth is hell hot. Hold a distance from carnal compositions and much nearness to the fountain, to the favor and refreshing light from the Father of lights, speaking in his oracles. This is sound health and salvation. Angels, men, Zion's elders, I, us, but what of all these? Christ is by us, and looketh on us, and writeth up all. Let us pray more, and look less to men. Remember me to Mr. Scott, and to all the rest. Blessings be upon the head of such as are separated from their brethren. Joseph is a fruitful bough by a well. Grace be with you, your loving brother and companion in the kingdom and patience of Jesus Christ, S.R. As we struggle through this world and its That was episode 28 of The Letters of Samuel Rutherford.